The sponsor for the month is the Banner of Truth Trust. It is a high honor to preach God's Word, but the life of the pastor can still be pressured and tiring. The Banner of Truth Ministers Conference is designed to provide you with encouragement and rest. You will enjoy great fellowship from like-minded ministers and teaching from trusted preachers. Gather with us May 30th through June 1st in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania, under the theme, Not Ashamed of the Gospel, and enjoy new friendships, find great banner books at exclusive prices, and recalibrate your heart for the ministry. Can't make it in May? Consider the West Coast Conference in October. Thinking about entering the ministry? Well, this is for you, too. Find out more at thebanneroftruth.org. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Hey guys, welcome back. It's 2023. I hope you're doing well. Hey, I got something exciting for you for the month of January. You've heard it in the ad already, but we're partnering with the Banner of Truth Trust for this month, and we are actually doing a really great giveaway. Let me jump off screen here real quick and grab the book. We have a recently translated uh, books series, three-volume series, from John Calvin on the book of Job, and we're going to be giving these away. The giveaway links will be live tomorrow, and I will put those in the show, show notes on Gab, on Instagram, so you can go and sign up for these. You might be the winner. These are pretty exciting. And Banner of Truth, they always do such a great job, so you'll want to get these books. These are, again, three volumes of sermons on the book of Job from John Calvin. Pretty exciting. Okay, let's go ahead and pray, and we are going to be talking about the sin of intentional childlessness. And pastors, I want to equip you to be able to identify why that is a sin, and then I want to help you counsel people towards faithfulness as they live out what God has called them to live out and uh, fill the earth and subdue it. Let's go and pray. Father, we just want wisdom and direction. Thank you for this new year, all that you're doing already, all you're going to just continue to do through the year. Help us to be faithful. And as we navigate certain situations this year, as pastors, we are dependent upon you. And for everyone listening, I mean, that's the case. We're all dependent upon you. Give us wisdom and insight and how to walk with you and, and obey your word and help us to rest in your grace. And may this be a year of fruit and joy and uh, even through the difficulties that, that come our way that you even have for us, help us to honor you through them. We love you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Intentional childlessness. I wrote an article a few years ago. I think it was in 2019. And it was my most read article ever, but it happened to be the most controversial article ever as well because I talked about childlessness, intentional childlessness, as being a sin. Our, church, our culture has really catechized us well as a society where the default with children and many children is that is a curse and a blessing. You guys know this and, and know the problem about that. And I wanted to write this article because I think the same root sin, um, the same root, the same soil that this sin grows out of is the same root, the same soil of the, uh, the murder of the unborn and also sodomy. So when we think about other sins like abortion or the murder of, of the innocent children in the womb or sodomy, homosexuality, we, I think, are quick, especially in conservative circles, to say that's sin. But we have not really understood why that's sin, certainly because there's texts, there's scriptures that, that tell us that that is sinful. And we, we know murder is wrong and sodomy is wrong. 
and we can go and go to Romans chapter 1, we can go to a list of, of passages, Exodus 20 for, you know, the, the killing of the unborn. And, and then there's this thing of intentional childlessness that I wanted to connect because I think the same root sin is there with this as those other two sins. And so I'm going to walk through this and explain what I mean. And I want you to really encourage people and that going into this new year, we want people to see children as a blessing of the Lord. That's what they're called. They're arrows in the quiver. I mean, this is what God has given us, a blessing of children. And many of you have, uh, you're pastoring churches where I'm, I'm trusting that if you're listening to me, most of you are in churches where you have big families and that's encouraged. I hope you're not in settings where big families are not encouraged or that children are seen as a burden. And so the, the whole thing is there, there is a problem with the understanding that children are optional. And for those that are dealing with infertility, they know the blessing of children. They, they struggle and pray and ask for the Lord to open wombs and, and bless them with children and want to be you know, as, as you know, fatherly and motherly as they can to their, uh, the people that are around them in the church and, and the children in the church. And they, they long for that blessing. And yet there are these, this epidemic really of Christians that think that children is optional and you're just going to get married and delay having children and pray about it and consider it and consider it. And we need to, as pastors, lead the way and helping them from the very beginning, see in through premarital counseling or through a preaching or through a counselor, even through, you know, avenues like what I'm using right now, that children are a blessing. Do not delay having children and trust that God is going to do a work in their life as you raise them as God would have you raise them. And so let's just get to the root issues here of why I think that the Bible is clear that the intentional childlessness from married couples is sin. Number one, you find that there isn't a single example of that in the scriptures. If you just immerse yourself in the culture of the scriptures, and often we'll talk about what's descriptive and prescriptive in God's word, and we want to obey the Lord, and there's there's debate back and forth that people have that, you know, descriptions don't are not prescriptions, and, and okay, yes, I got it. But even if you just look at descriptions, there's not a single description, there's not a single example, not one, that you can point to in all the scriptures of a married couple that is intentionally childless. Because the culture of the scriptures is family, is households, is big, is God blessing you with children or praying for blessing of children. This is, we just immerse ourselves with God's word. This is the way that the word works. And this is the way that God's world works is that when people get married, they're getting married with the expectation of having children. Only in the last, I don't know, however how long, I mean, this is what I grew up in. This is what many of you grew up in, where where children are just an option. You're just going to get married and then pray about it. Maybe maybe we might have kids. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Uh, they're kind of messy and sticky, and you know we've seen what, what's underneath the car seat and the back seat of our friends, and we don't want to deal with that. So it's just an option. But let's just look at this and consider. So number one, there's not a single example of that in the scriptures, but let's look at it in greater detail. Okay, intentional childlessness. Now, we look at uh, Abortion. We know that abortion is murder. Uh, Luke 1 and Luke uh, 40, verse 40, 41 and 44. And in chapter 2, verse 5, it's interesting because God calls the baby in the womb of Elizabeth, Mary, a baby. That's in Luke chapter 1. And God declares what's in the womb. It's a baby. And inside of a pregnant mother's belly, that means that's a baby. So that's, again, stating the obvious here. But then in Luke chapter 2, verse 12, we find that Jesus in a manger is called a baby. A baby in a manger. So in the womb in a manger, baby, baby, same word. They're both by God defined as a baby. Killing a baby in the womb is the same thing as killing a baby outside of the womb. This is murder, a violation of the Ten Commandments, and it's clear, cut, and dry. Okay? Now, sodomy. All forms of homosexuality or sodomy are across the board condemned in Romans chapter 1. It's very clear. Um, The world has rebelled against God, but mankind has actually turned nature upside down 
an end on itself. This is the example that Romans 1 gives to say this is how corrupt, this is how wicked that mankind has become that we would actually war against nature itself. That's how bad it is. We don't even know how to have sex, basically, is what Romans 1 is saying, is that, that all forms of sex then, outside of marriage, are condemned, but this is how wicked and evil uh, people have become and debased people have become is that they even they, they screw this up they mess this up and so sodomy is condemned it's condemned in the book of Leviticus it's condemned everywhere it is a, a war against God and then we, we want to ask the question then okay with intentional childlessness what's what's the connection here and as you're counseling people and you're going through books with them before they get married and doing the sessions of a premarital counseling I use Toby Sumter's book uh, no Mil- no mere mortals now that's the book that I use it's a phenomenal book and also use that for uh, uh, marriage counseling, by the way. Here's the connection. The creation mandate. God created mankind and put them in a garden, male and female. Now, the creation mandate, to some extent, when Eden is restored, when Christ returns, and the dwelling place of God is with man, there are going to be some similarities with Eden and this global, universal Eden that we experience. But then there's going to be some differences because procreation... And having children and building households in that way will not be a part of the eternal state. We will not be having more children. So they're going to be when we look at the Garden of Eden. When we look at Genesis one, two, and three, we have to realize that some of those things will be restored on the earth and reestablished on the earth. But then some of those things that we see, like like marriage, for instance, marriage will be to our betrothed Christ. It won't be the exact same thing, and and there won't be having babies. So just just recognize that that's the case. So after the fall, though. The, when God has given the creation mandate again to Noah, this is something that is in perpetuity. This is something as Christians, you know, people think, well, well, how is this command to us? And because for one, it's never been revoked, but two, it's been established after the fall as well. And it's not going to be a part of the global Eden. So the question is, okay, well, when, when is this? When are we to fill the earth and subdue it? Because this is uh, something that God didn't say, now, now stop doing that. Stop procreating. Stop taking dominion over the fish, the sea, and the birds of the air. And okay, so this is a, a command that's in perpetuity. It's reestablished after the fall, never revoked, and it's uh, it's it's a t- there's a time limit. So eventually, Jesus will get done what Adam failed to do, which is he failed in the creation mandate, and God is continuing to call us to fill the earth and subdue it. Uh, Jesus is the one that ultimately is going to get the job done through his church, and then as he establishes everything when he returns on the eternal in the eternal state, and so. When we read this creation mandate, I want you to be thinking about this, and then think about how this relates to uh, um, murder of children, sodomy, and intentional childlessness. Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and the birds of the air, and the heavens, and the livestock, and over all the earth, and everything that's creeping on the earth. And so God created man in his own image, and the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that lives on the earth. There it is. Now, what is the uh, root sin of abortion, Um, of the murder of the unborn? We will not bear fruit and multiply. No, we, we won't do that. We won't honor you, God. We will kill this baby. We will not bear fruit, and we will not multiply. What is the sin of sodomy? Now, with sexual immorality of other forms, there still can be life that comes from that. But the sin of sodomy is so wicked, so corrupt, that it actually suppresses nature itself, and it screams back at God, no, we will not bear fruit and multiply. Now, what is intentional childlessness? It is a decision of a mother and a father 
to look at God and say, we will not bear fruit and multiply. It is a selfish motivation, and instead of living a self-denying life, this is what God has called us to, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. Instead of living for the glory of others, for the glory of God, and then seeing God establish the work of his hands in your life and in your children and your grandchildren, you're actually robbing yourself of one of the markers of being a good man intentionally. Now, this isn't this providentially God barring you from having children. This is, again, intentional here, where you are saying, I will not leave an inheritance to my children's children. I reject that form of what it means to be a good man, and I am actually telling God, I will not bear fruit and I will not multiply. No. So this first command, I'm not going to take dominion. I'm not going to rule. I'm not going to do what God has called me to do. It is rebellion. And and when we talk about intentional childlessness, we have to counsel people out of this. This is the expectation. If you're coming together, then you have to know that to, to to honor the Lord in this, that to, to the best of your degree, you, you want to... Now, this is aside from how many children. This is not that conversation. But you have to have unity here that you want to fill the earth and, and subdue it. You want to be fruitful and you want to multiply. And if there's not agreement there in that, then this is an unequal yoke, yoking kind of thing. And so we have to clarify to our congregations and to our people when we're counseling them and these young couples that we're going to you know, be working with for the rest of our ministry... This expectation is here that you're going to honor and obey the Lord here. You're going to have a household be established, and then you're going to do what you can to be fruitful and to multiply. Now, it's all sin. It's all looking back at God and saying, life ends with me. We will not be, bear fruit. We will not multiply. Life ends with me. That's the, the, the great declaration of all three of those sins. And so there is an answer, okay, because here's the deal. In this even with what I'm saying here, you're going to have people, if you're listening in, that are listening to this and thinking, that sounds strange, and there's going to be people that war against this, and they're going to go look for other articles, they're going to look for other perspectives, and if people want affirmation for their own position, they're going to go, they're, they're just going to go find it. Okay, You can get affirmation. Now, here, here's what I wrote about that, about all these sins, because we live in an affirmation-driven world. People can find articles or podcasts or blogs that, that say what I'm saying is absolutely absurd and th- this is ridiculous and you're your own person and uh, this is not an area of Christian ethics kind of thing. But if you're after affirmation, you're, you're just going to find it. That People who are after affirmation find it because Satan gives it. Satan gives affirmation, Jesus forgives. And in this particular area, if, if you have people that have succumbed to the idea that children are optional, then there needs to be repentance. And, and the great thing is it's if one of the sins that Jesus died for. And so, Jesus is offering forgiveness with this, and then the Holy Spirit empowers us to walk in obedience with this. And so, I'm going to put this link in, uh, to the article in the show notes, and uh, you can read through this, and hopefully it can be helpful. But I wanted to run through this because I know that we get in sticky situations as pastors, and, and sometimes we don't know why things are particular sins or what the root issues are. But with this particular sin, we can root it right in the creation mandate itself and say, look, there's, there's, commonalities, there's commonalities here with this and other sins as well. And the common thread here is that when, when people are walking in the sin or, or have, have adopted this posture, they're saying back to God, life ends with me. And that is a sad way to live your life, saying that back to God. Okay, guys, I hope this has been helpful. And I want to encourage you to be as faithful as you can this year and trust the Lord along the way. Pastors, we are working from rest. Start the year off right, just like we start off every single Lord's Day, where we recognize that before the work gets done, the work has been done by Christ. And so we can go out and do what God has called us to do without fear of judgment or condemnation. And uh, and I hope this has been helpful. I want you to pastor and care for people as God would have you. And that's what I'm aiming to do this year 
as well. Hope you have a great rest of your week. If you would, please subscribe, share this, and uh, leave a rating review on iTunes. That would be helpful. If you want to support the channel or the show, uh, you can certainly do that. You can go over to Gab, and you can support with Gab Pay. I'm not doing that with PayPal anymore, so you can do that right there on Gab Pay following that link. I have that in my uh, Instagram link tree as well. Okay, guys, I hope you have a great rest of your week, and find that giveaway that starts tomorrow.